This podcast is brought to you by The Empowerment Project. It's for kids and all the trusted adults who love them and want them to stay safe, empowered, and thriving. My name is Sylvia Smart, and I've been teaching martial arts and self-defense to kids since, well, well, probably kids, since your parents were very little kids, maybe even before they were born. Yep, I'm pretty old, but only on the outside. I totally remember what it's like to be a kid. Kids, we're going to talk with other kids and hear how they powered up and stayed safe when things happened to them that felt weird or icky, things they'd never had to deal with before, things that maybe even felt creepy or scary. They're gonna tell us what happened and what they did to protect themselves. Having a podcast just for you is a great way to learn this stuff and I am so glad you're here. And trusted adults, We're going to empower you to have conversations about this stuff with your children as they grow and learn and practice these very essential life skills. Sometimes we'll talk with other parents too. All of this is going to be age appropriate with my end game being protecting kids and keeping them safe. I want to empower your kiddos to use their voices, to set their own boundaries, and to talk to you and tell you anytime something happens that makes them feel uncomfortable. Research proves that self-defense training makes you safer, period. Ultimately, I'm gonna want you to get some in-person physical training, but a great kid self-defense class is so much more than just the physical skills. I'm really glad you're here. I have been doing this stuff for a really long time and I wanna teach you everything I know. It's time to power up. Hi, listeners, and welcome back. I want to share a story with you about something that just happened. It's a story about a group of middle schoolers who were in one of my self-defense classes. This content might be a little mature for some of our younger listeners, so adults, Listen first and see what you think and share the story in your own words or talk about it before you listen. And if you do listen together, just pay attention and kind of watch how it's landing. So a few weeks ago, I was invited to teach a group of 12-year-olds who meet together regularly. Some of them went to the same school and some did not. They showed up really ready and eager to learn, and I loved their spirit right from the beginning. They were so full of spit and vinegar. I thought they were great. So usually I ask for parents and trusted adults to stay and hang around during workshops that I'm teaching. I think it's important that they know what I'm saying so they can talk about things that come up when they're at home. I was happy to have two trusted adults stay in the room with us. That made me feel really happy. I always ask in lots of different ways about situations that they might have experienced that made them feel uncomfortable. You know, this is the stuff that we have been talking about. They were joking around, and I could sense that they hadn't made the connection yet that self-defense is not just about learning how to strike and hit and fight. As you know, 
because you've been listening to this podcast. Self-defense is about paying attention to your body and noticing any situation, whether it's little or big, where you feel like something's wrong. You know that, right? Now, before I tell you what happened next, let's get this straight. Most adults love and want to protect kids. Most adults are awesome and trustworthy. They're kind and caring. We're going to talk about teachers. Most teachers are amazing. They do their jobs because they believe deeply in the importance of what they do. And what they do is important. They are rock stars. But this story is also important. So I'm going to tell it to you. It's about a teacher that at the very least needs some supervision and some sort of training, but possibly more than that. It's about trusting the messages that your body is telling you. I'm going to share with you exactly what the group told me. And then there's a second really important lesson that comes right after that. It's a lesson not just for the kiddos listening, but also for the adults. So bear with me. Here we go. Keep breathing. Make sure an adult knows you're listening and ask them to listen with you if they're not already. Okay? Okay. So if you're alone, stop the podcast and go ask a trusted adult to listen with you and then go back to the beginning and listen to the whole thing with them. Okay? Okay. So anyway, after a while, after some circling back to help my group understand that body awareness and self-defense doesn't always look or feel like a fight, one of the students said, Oh, and I could see that she got it, that she got that connection, that it's not just about strangers or wanting to know how to beat up your little brother because he does things that are annoying. She goes, oh, oh my gosh, it's like Mr. Smith, the science teacher. By the way, that's not his real name. That wouldn't be fair of me, so I changed it. As soon as she said that, the other students in the group who went to the same school were like, Oh, gross! Yes! Ew! And then they were off and running. All of them wanted to share their stories, their experiences, all at once, and they all started talking all at the same time. So we got everyone calmed down, and they started telling me one at a time. They told me about the way that he always lets the boys go to the bathroom, but he doesn't let the girls go. That a few weeks earlier, a friend had asked for a bathroom pass, and he would not let her go. Even when she asked over and over and over again and told him it was an emergency. She really needed to go, and rather than risk having a humiliating accident, she finally just got up and left to go to the bathroom. Turns out he gave her a detention. They told me about the way this teacher always commented on the length of their skirts or their dresses. He made comments about how much of their legs he could see. And when I asked if he was talking with them about maybe like the dress code or rules about what you can wear at school, 
they all together, all at the same time said, no, 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 no. They told me about how he looked at them and he looked at their bodies in a way that made them feel icky and weird and uncomfortable and awful in ways that matched what you and I have been talking about, right? In ways that made their stomachs feel sick, their faces turn red, their hearts pound. It was all really starting to connect for them. And then... One of the girls who'd been watching and listening to all of this waited till all the hullabaloo had quieted down, till all the girls had shared their experiences with this teacher, and then she told us something that made my skin crawl. It made the hair on the back of my neck and arms stand up. My body was shouting, no, 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 no. She leaned in and she said, last week... I was leaving the classroom, and Mr. Smith stopped me, and he said, Do you like older men? Because if you do, I'm an older man. She got out of there as fast as she could. Okay, take a deep breath right now. Breathe in and breathe out, because your body is probably telling you that something's wrong that this is creepy. You're right. This is not okay. So let's take another deep breath, right? Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. The girl that told me this story is safe. She left right away. She and all the girls were so brave to share their stories with me. I was so, so, and still am so proud of them. A teacher needs to know, though, better than to behave like this. A teacher is in a position of trust and needs to behave with respect to all of their students. It's not a teacher's place to make comments about how short their students' dresses are or about what they're wearing at all, really, unless it's about some policy that the school has specifically about something that is being worn. A teacher has power over their students, so the rules that they set in place need to be fair and equal for everyone, whether the rules have to do with the bathroom, expectations about the way students behave behave in the classroom, or whatever. Here's a quick reminder that most teachers are awesome. Most teachers are good and kind and respectful and wonderful. Most teachers are protectors of kids. They want all the kids in the classroom and all the kids in the school to feel and be safe, period. This teacher, though, was way out of line. Listeners, I want you to talk about this with one another, kids with the adults and adults with the kids. Keep this conversation going about how kids act around kids. For example, adults who are trustworthy Don't ask younger kids to be their friends. Adults have other adults for friends. Adults can be friendly and kind and caring and respectful with kids, but adults really do seek out other adults to have these types of relationships with. 
an adult should not be asking you kiddos to help them find their lost puppy or for directions if they get lost or to help them problem solve because they feel really, really sad about something that happened at work. They need to ask other adults. And adults who protect and respect kids already know this. Adults who care about kids' safety don't ask them to keep secrets. They don't tell you that if you do something or if you don't do something, that they're going to hurt someone that you love. That is not okay. All of these situations that we're talking about are what we call red flags. And we'll talk about them a lot more in future episodes of the Power Up Kids Self-Defense podcast. But for now, listeners, talk about these things together. Talk through, think through, figure out the specifics of what this particular teacher was saying or did that was out of line because I really want you to understand. Here's the next lesson. Remember how we already talked about how important it is to tell, to share with a trusted adult when anything happens to you or around you that makes your body body alarms go off? We talked about this already, right? So since we all want this group of girls that I was teaching to be safe, what would you want to know next? Say you're sitting next to me in that class and you're helping me teach. What would you want to know next? Of course, you'd want to know if they told anyone. Before I tell you what they told me when I asked them that very same question, there's one more little lesson in here that I want to clear up. The girls and I talked about whether they'd stood up to their science teacher and told him that he was making them feel uncomfortable. None of them had. And I was really glad. Lots of times I want you to use your voice and to stand tall and speak up when someone says or does something that makes you feel uncomfortable, right? You've heard me say that. But in this situation, it's a little different, and I want you to understand why. We already know that this teacher is not safe, right? We already know that when a girl stood up to him, he gave her a detention. And because of his behavior and words, because of the power that he has over the students, we can see that he might be misusing his position of authority and is probably not someone we can trust to do the right thing. Does that make sense? So yes, I was really happy that none of them had tried to confront him or stand up to them. You and I already figured out what we wanted to ask next, right? Did they tell anyone? If so, who? Who did they tell? Well, in this situation, they had all told their trusted adults, yes, phew, well done, I said, and I gave them all fist bumps. I told them I was really proud of them, that they'd done the right thing. It was great that they told. And then there's another question, and this is the part I really want your trusted adults to hear. Make sure they're listening, okay? I turned to the adults who were with us in the room, and I asked them, Have you told the school what all the girls just told me? They looked down at the ground and they shook their heads no. There is no shame here, just action steps. Because now, 
It's up to the adults who know what's going on to use their positions of responsibility and trust to make this situation better and safer. We talked about them going to the school's administration either separately or together, getting other adults who'd heard the same stories, and to tell what they were hearing. The girls did an awesome job of telling. That's a huge part of our self-defense toolkits. But now it's up to the adults to keep going until this is made right, until all the kids in that school feel safe, period. So it's not about shame or blame. It's just about knowing the action steps. So let's break it down. This is how it goes. Kids, you have an experience or an interaction with the person that doesn't seem right. It feels unsafe. First step, you notice it because you're paying attention to your body and it's telling you that something is wrong. Next step, you stand up for yourself if you can, if it feels safe to do that. Next step, you go tell a trusted adult. Next step, you go tell another trusted adult and you keep telling until you find someone who listens to you, who hears you. Next step, now it's the adult's turn. The adult tells you they hear you. They're going to take care of this. They're going to make it right. They're going to make it safer for you and all the other kids. Next step, adults, now you follow through. Sometimes we have to do the same things that our kids do. We have to keep telling and telling and telling till we find the person who hears us, who's listening, and who's going to make this right. Next step, you follow through some more. You make sure, adults, that the person who said they're going to make this better, that they're going to make this right, you stick to it until you find out that they actually do what they say they're going to do, they do what they promised, and nothing less. Next step. Last step. Tell other people the story of what you just did so they can learn from you and they will also be super supportive and loving and proud of you. You can also email me and tell me too because I am your biggest fan. Okay, my darlings, that's the story and those are all the lessons that I learned from that story. Thank you so much for listening. Here is a huge big hug. It's wrap-up time. No kids' self-defense class is complete until we've shouted together about how amazing we are. So here's what I want you to do. First of all, make sure it's okay to shout and be loud. Like, make sure no one's on the phone or working from home or trying to take a nap. And by the way, if it's not an okay time to shout, that's all right, too. You can use a quiet voice or even a whisper. Works the same. I'm going to say something and I want you to repeat after me. Okay, so you figured out how loud you can be. Now, if you can, stand in a power pose with your feet planted about as wide apart as your shoulders are. If you can't stand up, sitting's fine too, but just feel your body connecting to the ground. And then do something that feels 
really powerful to you, like put your hands up in the air in a V for victory sign or make fists and put them on your hips or put both your hands on your heart, okay? So do something that feels really powerful to you. Take a deep breath and repeat after me as loud as you can. Here we go. I am a strong and powerful kid. I have the right to say no. No means no. And one last time with my favorite, I am a strong and powerful kid. And then we say, yes, yes, you rock. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Power Up Kids Self-Defense Podcast. I'll see you next time. And between now and then, stay safe and have fun. And for the adults, adults, I really appreciate that you're listening and sharing this podcast with your kiddos. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I do this work. I take on the expenses of this work because I think it's important. If you'd like to support me, I'd be most grateful. You can find links to my Buy Me a Coffee page or to my website podcast donation page in the episode description. Thanks for supporting this work. Let's do this. Let's make the world safer for all the kids. When you review this podcast and share it with your friends and family, that also helps spread the word. And I'd love it if you'd do that too. And by the way, if you or your kids have an experience or a story that you or they would be willing to share with me and our listeners, I'd love to hear it. This is how we learn from one another. Sharing and telling our stories is really powerful. It's a gift that we can give to others, and it's a path toward our own healing and empowerment. Anyway, connect with me if you've got something that you'd be willing to talk about sharing. There's a link in the episode description for how to do that. Take care and be safe.